Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today we're going verse by verse through the book of John. So turn there in your Bibles as we join Pastor Mike. I've done it my way. It don't work. Friends, have you tried it your way? Have you found it doesn't work? Have you found yourself hooked up with all kinds of things you don't want to be hooked up with? That's the problem. Doing it God's way always changes the picture. Now remember, you and God in your life is different than anything else you'll ever experience. Why? Because what does the Bible say? Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father which art in heaven. Moms and dads, any of you having a child about to do something really dumb, because you love your child, you will stop them from doing the dumbness. They'll intervene. Now what's really great is when your child looks at you and says, Mom, Daddy, If I'm ready to do something really stupid, would you stop me? And we say, well, certainly, honey, I will. Now, remember, God's watchful eye. It isn't that, well, you know, you had to run in and turn the the fire down on the pot roast. Meanwhile, Johnny's out eating rocks. That isn't the way it works. God's always watching us. And because God's always watching us, he keeps us from doing foolish things. That's why daily we turn the day over to him. If you've not done that, you need to start doing that. I don't tell people what to do. I'm just telling you what I do. But may I make a suggestion? Every day, Father, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, may I be about your business. God's got a bigger plan for your life than you do. Now, you may not understand why God took who you, so to speak, loved in your life out of your life. You may not understand why God didn't give you the house that you wanted. You may not understand why you didn't get the job that you thought you were going to get. Let me just tell you, God's hand is on your life. He'll open and close the doors according to his will for your best. You have a good God. We've talked about this before, the difference between a personal relationship with Jesus Christ... Once we repented of our sins. Why do we need to repent of our sins, by the way? I'm glad you asked. Because in our old way, we're still in the driver's seat. So we say, okay, God, I want you to guide my life, but I'm driving. God goes, you don't know where you're going. That's not a problem. Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, it's a tremendous problem. If you're trying to drive, you don't know. I saw a bumper sticker one time. God is my co-pilot. Friends, I totally reject that bumper sticker. I don't want to be a co-anything. You drive God, I'm in the backseat. Just the way it is. It's, It's really nice letting God drive. You pray, you ask him, open, close the doors according to your will. And God will do that. You see, I don't always understand it. And sometimes, friends, this is where the, the, the problems with faith come in because I don't feel God. I don't feel like I'm glowing in the dark. I don't think God's around. Well, God is around. 
And I don't need to have a buzz on to know that God is working in my life. Now, you'll find this. And by the way, just to show you. See this? It's marked in my Bible. You say, what's marked in your Bible? His disciples did not understand these things at first. I put in there me. I don't always understand what God's doing. I think a lot of people say, well, you know, I'll accept Christ as my Savior. Okay, God, give me the plan for my life. And God says, I couldn't explain it to you. You wouldn't believe it anyway. And so we start off in our relationship with God. We talked about this, the difference between between uh, religion and a relationship with God. Religions of the world will offer you some way to get right with God. Go burn 25 incense sticks. Go help blind dogs across the street. Go sell flowers in airport. Eat only organically grown food. Sit in the middle of your living room, focusing on the third eye in the middle of your forehead. They offer ways to get right with God. Now the Bible says God provided his son that through him we're right with God. That's great. That's a free gift of eternal life. But why that's important, only God takes the events in our life and fixes them. You'll notice none of the religions of the world say that God will fix your life. They'll tell you how to get right with God in their minds, but they don't tell you that God will fix you because their God can't. Our God can. And our God also does something else. Our God makes those things that seem to be bad work out for your good. Only God can do that. Tells me God's bigger than the things we've done wrong. I don't always understand everything God is doing. And friends, if you come to this point in your Christian experience, and if you haven't today yet, you will probably by tonight. If you don't understand everything that God's doing in your life, it doesn't mean that God's not active in our lives. Now, now, again, you may not understand why certain things happen. Well, if God's really God, why did this happen? God's doing something. And almost, friends, I hate to say it, the more ridiculous it seems when it happens to you, the greater the blessing will be. I don't understand that. I don't understand how God can take a mess and make something beautiful. I don't understand how God can take a pile of dirt, breathe his spirit into it, and here we are. I don't know how God can take and make all the things that we see from nothing, but the Bible says he does. And now science tells us that's true. We're nothing, everything is nothing but electrically charged atoms swinging around a nucleus. And depending on how many of those little doodads are flying around, depends on whether it's wood or metal or carpet or whatever it is. The Bible says he made everything from nothing. So God can make whatever it is that's a problem or has been a problem in your life into something good. I don't always understand that. I'm sorry to spend so much time on this, but it's one of, I think, the things that causes more Christians to backslide than any other thing is that God did something to me I don't understand and I'm mad at God. 
Be sure if you ever run into anybody that said, well, I went to church and, and my little boy died. In fact, the first funeral I ever did was a little bitty baby. And friends, I'll tell you something. I remember that day. I, I, I felt like I, was, I stepped out of time back into the 1800s. And I remember it was snowing. And, and it was in February, and it was cold, and the wind was blowing, and I had a, like a trench coat on, and it was blowing open. And, 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 and I remember the grief of it all. It's one of those things you just don't forget. And I remember the parent asked me this, said, where was God when my child died? And I said, the same place he was at when his child. When Jesus died on the cross, it was for a reason, so we could all be set free. I don't know what the purpose of that little baby dying that day was, but I can tell you this, it sensitizes everybody that you just don't necessarily die when you're 100 years old. That's why we need to be ready. That's why you need to equip yourself as you read God's word, these truths that God puts in our lives. So when I suffer disappointment as a Christian, I know, okay, disappointment, oh, I'm going to work all things together for good to those that love God according to his purpose. Okay. I'm strengthened. I can understand that. God has not said, understand all things that I do. He says, have faith in all things that I do. That means God's got something bigger for you than you. And you know what? If God was to tell you what he was going to do, most of us wouldn't believe it anyway. So? They remembered later, it says. I found that's true. I remember later oftentimes. Uh, you, you go, oh, I get it now. Always remember that. God's got a way of making it work in your life. Therefore, verse 17, the people who were with him, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, bore witness. And for this reason, the people also met him because they had heard that he had done this sign. Many people believe because of the miracle that Jesus did. I think that's really amazing. Miracles will and can make people believe in God. But miracles also can make people's hearts turn away from God. Verse 19. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, you see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. Now, their jealousy was at an all-time rage. In other words, they're looking at each other saying, we're not getting anything accomplished. The more we try to do to this guy, the more popular he gets. Now, there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. And they came to Philip, who was from Bethesda of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew told Philip, and they told Jesus. I look at this and I realize there's a whole world out there that want to see Jesus. And just as they came to Jesus' disciples to point them to Jesus. The world's going to come to us to point them to Jesus. Friends, the world needs a Savior. There's no hope in the political world. 
Do you really think no matter who gets in as president, it's going to fix the problem here? No. Not $20 trillion in debt. Uh-uh, ain't happening. Do you think with the whole world and the situation it's in, there's only one Savior, and that's Jesus. You know, and I look at this and I realize, we as Christians, as we grow in the Lord, our faith and our dependency becomes more and more, or should come more and more upon him. God will present more and more opportunities for you not to understand what he's doing. He will provide more and more opportunities for you not to understand what he's doing. But that's what grows your faith. You see, God accomplishes what he wants. There's some of the things I think back in my life that I went through. They were the most grueling, most terrible. But if I didn't go through those things, how God has used me today would not exist. The same can be said for every person that is called by the name of Christ. Why is that? Because God is equipping you for what you'll do for him tomorrow. Verse 16 again. You may not understand it at the time, but you will in time. So today you might say, as we looked at this, as disciples of Christ, as ambassadors of his, people want to see Jesus. Can you introduce people to Christ? Do you know him good enough to introduce him to others? If you don't, it's time you do. Jesus said, search the scriptures. In them you think you have eternal life, but they are which testify of me. It's who Jesus is. That's why we have the Bible. That's why we see the miracle working God that provided manna on the ground for the children of Israel, parted the Red Sea. That's a miracle-working God, friends. You know, you always know when a problem's from God. And this is what you got to learn to learn to have a good eye for that, you know? You train your eye for certain things, you can see certain, certain things. You know, if you're into sewing, you can see sloppy seams. If you're into body and fender work, you can see bad body work. If you're an electrician, you can spot faulty wiring. It's what you train your eyes to see. But training your eyes to see situations from God is so important. Children of Israel come out of Egypt. By the way, Pharaoh had a change of heart. He goes, you know, we're just letting all of our slaves go. We need to go get them back. And he was mad because his son was killed in the death angel experience, the Passover. And so we remember he sent his army out to bring back and to kill the children of Israel. And so here you have the children of Israel. They come up to the Red Sea, mountains on both sides, Pharaoh's army breathing down their back, and a sea in front of them. Friends, the only way out's up. If you're in that situation today, you got mountains on both sides, you got the enemy behind you, you got the Red Sea in front of you, the only way out's up, great. You're right where God wants you to be. Fully dependent upon him. Oh, sometimes I wonder if God doesn't say, oh, I just hate to put you in this situation, but it's the only place you're ever going to learn to depend on me. The only way out's up. We remember God told Moses what to do. Touch the water with your staff. The water stands up on the side. Children of Israel, walk through. Pharaoh's army, 
I, for the life of me, I still don't understand. You know, the, it's not the things that are written in the Bible that sometimes I don't understand or, or written. It's the things that, that are not written. Why Pharaoh's army thought they could go through a parted Red Sea with their chariots. Where the Bible says the water heaved up on its side. I wouldn't take a chariot into that if I saw that after every firstborn in the land of Egypt died. I'd say, hold it, boys. I think we might want to reconsider here. No, they just plow right on into the Red Sea with... And then Moses holds his staff over the opening. And the water comes over the entire Egyptian army. Training your eyes to see situations. Are you in something today that seems unbelievably hard? God's busy in your life. But I don't see him. I don't feel him. I don't understand, in verse 16 again, these things that are happening. You will. God will bring them back to your memory. As you learn God's word, God equips your faith bank. And he puts all these scrolls in your faith bank. So when you or somebody that you meet needs to be touched by God, you'll go, I have the answer for that. And you pull it out. Remember, not everything we learn from the Bible or in church every Sunday is for me personally. Oh yeah, it is for me personally. But it isn't maybe a, an exact directive of, uh, that I need. You know, well, God, you know, you're talking on healing today. and Well, I feel fine, folks. But you don't know, tomorrow you might come in contact with somebody that has just been diagnosed with cancer. That that information will be then conveyed to them because, as it says before, the Greeks came and said, we wish to see Jesus. See, they knew what to do. They knew how to find Jesus. The problem today is so many people don't. This morning... If you've never prayed and asked Christ in your life, I just want to encourage you to do that. Let Jesus be God in your life. He will be. It's simply asking. Now, see, the reason why, again, we have to be born again is because you can't take the old life principles of solving your problems and bring it in to the family of God. It doesn't work that way. It's like mounting two steering wheels in your car. And letting God be driving the one. And you're on the other side, driving the other one. And, you know, God's going, okay, we're going to turn here. No, no. And you hear the wheels screaming and everything like that. And the, and the battle goes on. And you look at that and you just go, wow, God. There's only room for one driver. This morning, if you've never received Christ as your Savior, I'd like to invite you to pray right now. And we're going to pray. And if you, you, you're tired of driving yourself into the ditch, it's time to move over and let God drive. We're going to pray. You repeat this. You mean this. Repent and let God take over your life. And then let God start programming you with all of his love, all of the answers of life. You don't know what awaits you tomorrow, but you'll be ready when it comes. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you into my life today. I repent of the foolish way that I've tried to live my life. So from this day forward, I commit my life into your hands. 
I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. And so now I ask you to write my name in your book of life. That I can spend eternity with you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. So I'll have the boldness and the love for you and to bring people to you. And so now I commit my life into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Begins with a prayer. But then God will show you your whole life is goodness. As a Christian, I think sometimes it's real easy to doubt God. But you can't. God's ways are high above ours. And all God has ever asked is, he just says, trust me. That's what faith is. Faith is the evidence for things hoped for, but not yet seen. I have faith to believe that God will see me through. I have faith to believe that God will see you through. The Bible says he will. But it simply requires me to get out of the way and let God lead. You see, there's an old... In the Bible, there's a, it says there's a way that seems right unto a man, but in the end, there's destruction. There's that way sometimes we think, oh, this is what I got to do. I'll fix the problem myself. God, I don't need your help here. I'll save you for the big ones. No. You know, when Jesus taught the disciples to pray, something as simple as our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. We never burden God with any petition. Well, God, I I just really need a parking place in the mall. God goes, one coming up right now. By the way, I do pray for parking places. Nothing's hard for God. Trust him, him. Let him show you. Father, as we commit our lives to you each and every day, and for Lord, those that said yes to you today, I pray that you would do something so unique and wonderful and beautiful in their life that for the first time in their life, they know that they're loved. And God, that they know that there's a directive now for them that isn't just helter-skelter the way the wind blows, but Lord, divine appointments from you. And so God, may your Holy Spirit wrap your arms around each one of us. May remind us of the commitment that you've made for us. If you died for us, how much more will you live for us? And so God, May we commit our hearts, our lives, our purpose to you. And so, Lord, thank you for all you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com slash it's time. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thank you for listening and tune in next time for It's Time.